struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We're live with The Vault. I'm your host, Jess, and this is my co-host, Alexa Miller. I'm so excited for who we have on the show today. Alexa, introduce me. Who do we got? I'm very excited to welcome Darren Shrosbury today. Darren is the founder of 337, a wealth creation boutique specializing in propelling and preserving wealth for the affluent. Darren lives with his wonderful wife and three boys on a farm in the middle of a forest in southwestern Ontario. So thank you, Darren, for joining us today. That's my pleasure. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you very much for hosting. Yeah, welcome. I'm pumped. I have a thousand questions already. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself to get started. Sure. Um, I'm originally South African. Um, so I went to high school in South Africa and then went to uh, I have three degrees in mathematics. So my first degree was a degree from South Africa. Then I went to Australia for my second degree and finished up uh, doing a master's at the London School of Economics in mathematics. So that was a cheeky seven years of math, which was great. Um, I lived in Japan for five years, New York five years, London two, Sydney two. Um, and I've been here for a bunch of years as well. Uh, I speak Japanese, English, and Dutch. I have three beautiful sons, 16, 14, and nine. Um, Sidebar, my middle son is going to a private boarding school in Scotland for high school this year. So we're super pumped about that. And yeah, like you guys introduced me, I live in a farm in the middle of um, a forest. Uh, I grow lots of vegetables and uh, try and avoid the hustle and bustle of cities as much as possible. Wow, I love it. Yeah. What an introduction. That's incredible. Three languages, like Scotland, Japan, New York. What? This is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure you have yeah. lots of stories. I do, but the podcast is probably too short for me to regale you with my <laughs> yeah. with my tales. That's awesome. Okay, so tell us a bit about your company, Thirty Three Seven. Sure, um, Thirty Three Seven, as you alluded to, uh, is a wealth creation boutique. Essentially, what we try and do is we try to reduce your largest cost. Your largest cost is take a guess, Jess. What do you think it is? What's your largest cost in life? Taxes. Tax. Yeah, you got it. It's tax, right? Tax is the largest cost. So how do we solve that little chestnut? So, you know, a lot of people that make a lot of money pay a, a huge amount of income tax. Um, and that's 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 okay. Like I pay tax as well, but I'm, I'm not that enthusiastic to pay 54% tax because that seems a little egregious. So how do we fix that little uh, quandary? Well, we have a thing called the tax-free zone. The tax-free zone has been around globally for 147 years so it's not if it works it's how it works it was invented in the states um, by the wealthiest families in the world the rockefellers the duponts the rothschilds etc 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 in an in an effort to reduce their extraordinarily large tax bill to the government so we use the same principles uh, like i said it's the tax-free zone the tax-free zone is, is built in two parts the first part is um, you use the corporation as a tax shield and then you use other people's money to get your money back. So it's two transactions. Transaction number one, your corporation, whole co or family trust, buys a participating whole life insurance policy from, let's use equitable 
life insurance company as an example. So our normal premiums are $500,000 a year. So let's say you take 500 grand from your corp and you send that to equitable life insurance. Your corporation now owns a $5 million policy, right? So if you die, your heirs or your beneficiaries get 500, sorry, 5 million. So transaction number one, 500 grand of corporate retained earnings goes out of your corp to equitable life insurance company. That's transaction number one. Transaction number two, we go to Scotiabank. Scotiabank gives you back the $500,000. So 500 went out, 500 came back in. So you've got two transactions. One, you bought insurance. Two, you have a loan, right? You're a capital flat. You have the same amount of money in your corp, right? So that money is now leveraged. So you can either use it for uh, plant equipment, buying rental units and increasing your wealth corporately. That's use case one. Or use case two, you can take it privately. You can take it personally. So 500000 went from your corp, which is corporate retained earnings. But you can take it out personally, right, as a loan. And as you know, loan incomes are not taxable anywhere in the world. So they can't tax a loan because it's not deemed as income. Therefore, you now have $500,000 in your personal account that you can use for gas, groceries, and anything else you want that you would otherwise be taxed on heavily. So if you are... Fairly efficient, your dividend tax rate is 36%. So easy math. You take out 100 grand out of your corporation, you actually need to take out $136,000 because the 36,000 goes to the government. If you don't want to pay that $36,000, you can use it alone to um, live on, right? So your income tax rate would go to zero. So you'd only need to take out $100,000. So I save you $36,000 per hundred. So if you do a million dollar policy per year, that's 360 grand worth of saving. So most people, even rich people, don't want to waste 360 grand a year for the rest of their life on tax. So that's what we do. There's the nutshell. I love it. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. And I feel like we're going to share this with everybody because the number one thing that realtors face mm -hmm. is the tax bracket we're in. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so, I also mm. learned. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. So you know what a prec is, right? Yeah. 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 So we do huge amounts of business with real estate agents up and down the chain because the prec, now that it's up and running, is absolutely brilliant. Before that, it was much more difficult for real estate agents to do the solution. But now that you have a prec, you're good to go. By the way, the prec is the awful name for a corporation. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Can you just share with viewers if they don't know what that is? Because if I'm a first-time realtor, I may not know what right. that is. And I think it's important so, to learn that. Yeah, PREC is a professional real estate corporation, PREC. So if you're a realtor and you're making 500 grand a year and you don't have a PREC, that means you're a happy taxpayer. That means you love paying tax. Yeah. So if you have 500 grand a year of, of sales, right, you probably want to set up a PREC. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Which yeah. is just a fancy name for a corporation. Right? It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for yeah. those that don't know, we just were introduced to being able to have a PREC. For the longest time, realtors were not able to access, um, to be, they weren't able to become incorporated. So yeah. this is huge for us. Yeah, Adam, I just started one, I think about a year ago, and it's a game changer, actually. Mm -hmm. It's actually easier. Uh, everything's in one spot, and we are a lower tax bracket already. Yeah. There you go. Yes, yeah, so we use the PREC um, heavily for the tax-free zone. The tax-free zone would live inside the PREC, right? So your corporate retained earnings from the PREC would go to Equitable Life, and then, like I said, Scotiabank would finance you back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. amazing. 
So out of everything you just described, what would you say is your biggest success, you know, in your 337 uh, business and in real estate and just the people you work with? Yeah. So um, don't forget that, yes, I do this, obviously, the tax-free zone. That's kind of my day job. But we are huge real estate investors. Uh, so my partner, Martin, and I, um, we own real estate in Lawn Park was the latest house we bought. We have a place in Port, Port Credit, two condos downtown, two houses up north the farm, a bunch of other things like hanging out. We have a house in Mexico, yada, yada, yada. So we love the burr. We do the burr all the time. Um, so the burr is buy, rent, what buy, rent, refinance, rinse, repeat, whatever order you want to do it in. So we do lots and lots of real estate. So the reason we do real estate is, A, we love the asset class, right? Um, but also it's called a back-to-back. -back. So if you do real estate and the tax-free zone together, it becomes insanely powerful. Because think about this. So let's say you do a small policy. Let's say you do a $200,000 premium policy a year. So you send 200 grand to Equitable Life. Scotiabank sends you back the 200 grand. So that's leverage, right? So the $200,000 is now a loan from Scotia. Let's say you want to go out and buy a million dollar house. So you go to a, a mortgage agent. You say, hey, buddy, I want to buy a million dollar house. He says, sure, your down payment is 200 grand. I'll get you an $800,000 mortgage. So the down payment now is actually leverage because it's a loan from Scotiabank. So you put the $200,000 down as a loan. Then you go and get an $800,000 financing, which is also a loan from a traditional mortgage agent. So now your property, which you bought, is 100% leveraged, right? Therefore, what is the return if you have 100% leverage? If you have no cash of your own in the deal, what is your return? Share with Infinite. It's infinite. It's an infinite return, right? Because you're not, you haven't encumbered any cash. So you're 100% leveraged. You have an infinite return on real estate. That's amazing. That's corporate. Now, change gears. Let's say you took the $200,000 loan personally. You can now go out and buy a cottage, right, in your personal capacity, and you haven't paid tax, right? Because the $200,000 comes personally, you do the exact same thing as you would corporately, but now you own a personal property and you haven't hemorrhaged 72 grand in tax to do it. Yeah, that's amazing. So what I'm I hearing, your success is, is it's an infinite way on your return. And personally, you've been able to purchase multiple properties worldwide. Yes. I, I do have a question. So is no is uh, Scotiabank the only bank that does this? No, no. They're just the best at the moment. So okay. every single bulge bracket bank does it. There's also private financing companies, just like a mortgage. You know, there's A, B, and C mortgage guys. There's A, B, and C lenders in this space, yeah. right? Yeah. And the reason the banks love lending against this is because they view it as a risk-free property. And why would they view it as a risk-free property? A, because the dishwasher doesn't break, so there's no there's no cost. And B, they know you're going to die, right? So they know <laughs> the loan's going to get repaid. Yeah. Right. There you yeah, go. It's true. It's true. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why they give you 100% financing. You can't get 100% financing in real estate, but you right. can get 100% financing on the tax-free zone. Wow. So what's the risk wow. in all this? There must be some risk. Yeah, there is risk. For sure there is. The risk is, the main risk is financial stewardship. The main risk is this. You do, in this example, $200,000, you send it to Equitable Life, you get the insurance policy back, and then Scotiabank gives you back the two hundred. dollars So you got two hundred grand. You go out for dinner and your buddy says, hey, I'm opening a juice bar. Do you want to invest in the juice bar? You say yes, and you give your buddy two hundred grand. 
Three months later, the juice bar goes bankrupt. Now you're not looking so bueno because you lost you lost the cash. Yeah. So now you got to come up with the cash, right? That's bad. Hence, we do back-to-backs with property, right? That's the safest way to do it. So to reduce risk, you need to have financial stewardship. Do not go to Vegas and put it on black because if it comes up red, you're, yeah. you're out of pocket. It's no bueno, right? Yeah. So you got to watch out for that. So that's a risk for sure. That's one. Um, second risk is, yes, they could change the tax rules. They could. All right. I'm not going to go into why they wouldn't, but they could. That's a risk, right? Because they have tanks and we don't. So they can do whatever they want. That hasn't been changed for 147 years for many reasons, which, like I said, we can go into later, but it's too long and I wonder if it'll get boring. So there we go. So those are the two main risks. There's a regulatory risk and there's financial stewardship risk. But apart from that, this thing is extremely, extremely safe. And let me nerd out for a second. The standard deviation, which means risk, or, or some people call it VAR or value at risk. Some people call it vol, which is volatility. This risk is 1.88% over 30 years, right? If you bought a GIC, the risk is 2.35%. So a guaranteed government instrument is more risky than the tax-free zone. Therefore, the tax-free zone is safer than the sovereign nation of Canada. There you go. And we have all these metrics and we can send you stuff if you want. Yeah, I know. So it's ultra, ultra safe. So if people are conservative and they don't want to lose any money ever whatsoever, this is a very good option for them. It is. And not only is it an option, it's like a different way to do it. Like you're not only pulling equity out of your properties uh, to have multiple properties. Correct, Jess. You're using $1 twice, right? Yeah, Because you're building an asset class in your corporation, which is the tax-free zone, and you're reusing the money to go and buy more real estate. So $1 gets used twice. Happy days. Yeah. I love that. So help me understand, how come we don't hear more about this? Mm -hmm. Because this has been the domain of the high and ultra-high net worth people only, right? Don't forget, you need it. You need the wherewithal to do this, like the minimum policy size we do is $250,000 per year for 10 years. So you need to be able to have a pretty stable 250 coming in every single year that you can dedicate to the strategy. So that's 2.5 million minimum, right? So that's that's why, you know, 99% of people, it's more, probably 99.5% of people cannot do this. It's not for the rank and file. This is not for an agent that's coming out of the gates and had a good year. This is for a guy that has a team. He's got six or seven people working for him. He's doing over a million bucks of, of uh, uh, direct DCI, whatever you guys call it, direct commission um, a year. That's who this is for. It's built for sophisticated, wealthy folks that want to get extraordinarily wealthy. This, yeah. is, this is why the rank and file don't know about this. Yeah, right. And not paying it out. Like, I know our first year, we didn't have a corporation and. Oh my God. Basically what we paid out. It was like half what we made. It was crazy. Um, yeah. so to review your, you have a partner, Martin, and do the yeah. two of you connect with high and wealthy clients? Is that your target market? That's your niche. It's the only thing we do is high and ultra high net worth. We only do referral. Um, we do not do anything but referral. Uh, we don't have billboards. We don't advertise. I'll do podcasts occasionally just cause it's kind of fun to chat. But yeah, we do very few new clients a year. We're extraordinarily careful in who we bring on as clients. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we do not 
take everyone. So that be very clear. Like it's an interview process. Like we yeah. interview you, you interview us. Yeah. We don't sell. You're buying from us. We have the money. We have the solution. Right. This I is not a sales that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, love yeah. it. No. Comes confidence, comes power, and you attract who you want, not the other way around. And I must add how privileged I feel that you're on with us. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I don't want to come across as too arrogant, but yeah, it's like, you know, if you look at my website, if you, if you bring it up, go and look at the hourly rate, right? That's to dissuade people from talking to me. Yeah. I love it. You know what? It's good. And there's nothing wrong. Sometimes we confuse arrogance with confidence. Nothing wrong with believing so true in your power of what you, your product is that you're just so clear on what you want. And that's important. And who you want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's having the power to pick and choose, right? Like, think about it. Yeah. You get to that point where you're just clear. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do how I want it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So how did you get started with this, this company? With 33.7? Oh, yeah. The origin story. Um, So I was in New York for 10 years trading credit default swaps, uh, which is basically insurance for countries and companies. So monster, monster trades, like huge. 2008 hit. Um, the world fell apart. The credit default swap market tanked the entire universe. Um, I came up to Canada to um, get renew, renew my H-1B visa for the States to go back and trade. And I ended up in what's now called South Core, which is a little tiny strip below Bay Street. And uh, I had to come up for a month. So I rented an apartment in some soulless high rise. And uh, I was I went down to the bar, which is like the bar in the, in the complex. And uh, I was chatting to the guy sitting next to me, and he was like, what are you doing? I told him my story. He was like, do you live in the building? I said, yes. He said, oh, I just bought an apartment in this building. I said, oh, congratulations, mate. He was, I said, you know, not to be rude, but how much did it cost? So he said $285,000. I said, excuse me, was that for the parking space? Because like, don't forget, I came from New York and Tokyo, right? He was like 285000 Canadian dollars. I'm like, for the parking space? He was like, no, mate, for the house, I mean, the apartment, the parking space, and a locker. I'm like, well, color me surprised. So I said, okay, well, that's interesting. So the next morning I went to the sales center, which is also in the building. And I said, uh, how much is the one bedroom? 285. I'm like, oof, that's nice. So I said, how many, how many one bedrooms have you got? And he said, uh, we have 10. So I said, okay, I'll take all 10. And they were like, please leave because you look like a hobo. So don't come back. So then I went to RBC, got a certified check, came back and I said, there's, there's the money. Like just start the paperwork. Because real estate was so cheap, I'm like, well, why am I going back to the States? Market's in the toilet. Let me see if I can dabble in real estate here until the market cools down in the States. And then I can always go back and go back to trading and doing mathematics and all that kind of stuff that I enjoy. So I stayed here, bought a bunch of real estate. And then I was at a party and a guy came to me and said, have you heard about the tax-free zone? I said, no way. Tell me more. So he told me about it. And then I went to Blake's, the law firm, to vet this and make sure that he wasn't talking nonsense. And then I bought a policy and I back to back that with my real estate holdings and I stayed and that's 2008 and that's my origin story. That's amazing. Wow. And then there you, you branched out on your own. Is that correct? Yes. And then yeah. I branched out on my own and 33.7 is, uh, it's actually an algorithm which I created for infallible wealth creation. So 33 is a, 33.3 is the only number out of a, a hundred that is a circle. Did you know that all numbers have shapes like squares and triangles? They're all different different numbered uh, attributes. So 33.3 is a circle. The only shape that cannot fall through itself is a circle. That's why manhole covers around. So 
Based on that, the perfect asset diversification strategy is 33% of your net worth goes into three different buckets. A, 33% goes into the tax-free zone. B, 33% goes into property. And C, 33% goes back into your business. Therefore, you're perfectly diversified. So that's 33. The mm-hmm. 7 is actually a Fibonacci number. The rule of 72 or 7.2, right? That's if you put a 7.2 net return to your assets for 10 years, you will double your asset base. So I truncated 7.2 because the URL was too long. So I just made it 337.ca. So that's the origin story of the name of the company. That's amazing. Wow. You should trademark that. It is already trademarked. <laughs> yeah. It probably is. I would have said yeah. that's awesome. Wow. wow. It's just such an incredible story. Yeah. I'm, I'm just in awe right now. There's so many success stories and you know how you're positioning yourselves. Um, I do have a question. Out of all your experience in your real estate uh, properties that you have, where is right now showing the best market for you? Well, the market has changed a lot in the last 12 months. Um, we, so I'll just tell you what we do. So our houses in Toronto downtown are all airbnb That's the best bang for the buck is Airbnb. We find it uh, to be better because the downtown t- tenants are a little bit tricky as well. So we exclusively Airbnb everything downtown. Our northern properties, which are sort of Mount Forest, Lake Eugenia, um, Collingwood around there, uh, we do long-term tenants. We find the quality of tenants better. And then the Mexico house uh, comes online in September, and we'll see what happens there. Overall, we try and do we try and diversify um, in because we only do single-family homes. So we're in the resi space. We don't do commercial or anything like that. But we try and mix it up a little bit with long-term, with Airbnb, with VBRO, um, like one-month rentals, three-month rentals, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to spread the risk um, from a tenant perspective and from a cash flow perspective. Um, so I don't think there's a magic bullet. Like we're not. There's no, you know, there's no easy way to get rich super quick in real estate. I think it's a long-term game. So that's kind of the strategy at the moment. Um, so that's what we're doing. I'm not to say that there's a million other ways that you can do it and do it better, but that's that's what I do. Yeah. Is there a reason why you don't do commercial? Yes, because I have no knowledge of commercial. I wouldn't. I have zero knowledge. I have no idea what. Yeah. No idea. Just you stick to what you know, right? Yeah. And then when you're ready, learn more. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, stick to the netting. Like it's working incredibly well what we're doing. So, you know, I'm just rinsing and repeating every year. Like just buy more units, rent them out, buy more units, rent them out. Like it's, you know, even if the world collapses, people are going to need to rent. They live somewhere. So they can't afford to buy. They've got to rent, right? So all the stuff we buy are not McMansions. You know, it's not a $4 million house in Milton because that's going to soften real quick. It's always kind of close to transit, high walk score. Um, basic stuff, like nothing fancy, but clean and nice, livable. And then yeah. we just charge a market rent, nothing extravagant. Um, so yeah. for us, it's a volume game. I'm 47 years old. If I buy two, three units a year, I'll end up with, I don't know, 90 doors, 80 doors. Like, my queen is more than that, right? Because all I'm doing is I'm just making my kids extremely rich so that they don't have to work. Yeah. And sit around <laughs> yeah. on their ass and do nothing forever, right? It's true. Every time my parents buy property, I get a call. Your inheritance is just getting much better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I just do it because uh, it's fun. There's nothing else to do. You can't leave the money in the bank. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, exactly. You can't. It, it's so annoying. Like you go to the bank, you say, "Hey, can I have twenty grand?" And they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Excuse yeah. me. What did you say? Why? What? Do you, what? Like, why are you asking me for yeah. my, uh, anyway? Like it's it's 
it's silly. So now you can't leave in the bank because if you do, they don't want to give it to you. And uh, yeah, so you may as well just buy property. There's nothing else to do, really. Securities right. suck. You have no clarity and control. So what else? What other asset classes are tax-free zones? The rock star of all rock stars. And then you back to back that with property, it's just infallible. Like you just can't lose. Right? Yeah. So can we discuss quickly, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, what you would you say is your biggest struggle within your business? My my biggest struggle. Um, there's no struggles. Like it's it's all just abundance and joy. So there's no struggles. The one thing that we do find is a recurring question. We get this all the time. We actually have an email that's dedicated to this question. The question is, at the end of the conversation, when I speak to people, they always say the same thing. It's too good to be true. I'm like, all right, here we go. So it sounds too good to be true. It really does, right? But it's not. It works. So there's no struggles. But the most common question is, holy shit, Batman, it's too good to be true. And I'm like, yeah, well... So let me give you a quick story. So back in the 1800s, um, let's just make a little, make up a story. So a guy walks into a coffee shop and he sits down with his buddy. And he says to his buddy, hey, I saw a house. It's very nice. I want to buy it. But I don't have enough money to buy it. The guy next to him on a different table leans over and says, you want to buy the house? The guy says, yes. He says, I'll lend you the money. The guy says, what? I don't even know who you are. Why would you lend me money to buy a house? That's as well, because, you know, that's, I'm, in the, I'm in the business of lending money to people to buy houses. In the 1800s, there was no mortgages. didn't exist, right? That guy at the coffee shop, he was like, this is too good to be true. It's definitely not going to work. In this day and age, it's called a mortgage. And I'm pretty sure most people know what a mortgage is, right? So, you know, in 1850, a mortgage was too good to be true. In 2023, the tax-free zone seems to be too good to be true. Right. There you go. I love it. You know, it's wow. going back to that when you're talking mindset. It, I was just going to say it's that one percent mindset, and the rest is ninety nine percent. Either they don't get it, or it's just more learning. But there is that you know that top producing billionaire mindset, which is very rare, and very few have that vision. Yeah, because if you come in with scarcity and fear, this is not for you. If you come in with abundance and joy, you're good to go. But if there's fear, right? Don't don't like don't even bother, right? If there's doubt, don't even bother. Like you can vet this a million ways from Sunday, but when I talk to you, I'm not selling. You're buying. Yeah. Boom. Should be a T-shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on one and send it to you. <laughs> Please do. I love all sorts of. I will have wonderful T-shirts. I only wear them on the farm because most of them are fairly offensive. But yes, I, I would love a customized <laughs> yeah, T-shirt. Sure. out. <laughs> So Darren, um, thank you for joining us today. For those that are that have the means to look into something like your company and work with you, how would they get in touch with you? Um, they can email me or they can call me. I think both of those are on the website. Perfect. Okay. And it's 337.ca. 337.ca. You are correct. And that's 33seven.ca. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank I learned you. so much. And I, again, am privileged to have you and Martin on. Mm -hmm. Thank you again. No, Thank it's you. my pleasure. Thanks for hosting. It was wonderful. Thanks for joining, everyone. That's The Vault. Thank you. Bye.